When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can you Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts. Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Welcome inside Black and Gold. I'm Steve Geller with Jeff Nowak bringing you the Week 14 bye week edition of the latest on the Black and Gold news and more misery and losing and injury updates as well. We have found out a little more about uh, Mark Ingram, who got banged up last game and has been the sore spot of everyone's conversation when talking about that Tampa Bay loss. Is it over yet? We have to keep talking about this team. I'd rather do basically anything else because the season's over and there are four games left. But yeah, we're going to talk more about Mark Ingram. We got some updates on his, let's call it, issue. We're going to get into some of the questions I asked Dennis Allen this week too about, you know, where, oh, where has Alvin Kamara gone? You know, that star running back who seems to have fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, and then, you know, why this team doesn't seem to use analytics in any of their decision making, whether they say they do or not, it's not, it's not showing up. And then the question that I'm sure a lot of people have is, will there be any coaching changes made? Um, and uh, why there will not be, or at least why Dennis Allen says there will not be. So we're going to get into that. But first, yeah, Mark Ingram, first things first about Mark Ingram, we need to chill on the, I hate Mark Ingram takes, first of all, like Let's just be real about a guy who has been on this team for a majority of his career, has been a really good football player, and I would argue has had a really solid season when he's been healthy. That said, yes, him not getting the first down there was was brutal, right? Absolutely. Like if he gets the first down there, you you have three more plays, you run more clock, the game changes. I get it. At the same time, it's not his fault the team decided to throw on third and one in Bucks territory and then punt for the third time of the game in Bucks territory. That's not on Mark Ingram, but we're going to get into more of that. Here is what Dennis Allen said regarding that play when he was asked about it on Monday, not after the game, because he did talk about it after game two. Well, yeah, I think, I think there was definitely an opportunity for him. Look, he, he, uh, he made a nice play. It looked like he kind of, you know, came out of the cut and, and, you know, he kind of tweaked his knee a little bit 
uh, earlier in the game. I think he kind of felt it right there and, and, and lost track of where the sticks were. But, um, you know, obviously it was a big play in the game. And, and, and uh, look, Mark's been a good big part of, you know, what we've done here at the Saints for a long time. And, and uh, you know, I think we all looking back would, would have hoped that maybe he would have been able to get that first. Yeah, so the play he tweaked his knee on came a few plays earlier. It was another, it was actually very similar in the sense that it was a second down play. He caught the ball and you ended up with a third and one. But on that play, he obviously got tackled and he went down like holding his knee. You were in the red zone and it's like he looked like he was in serious pain. And remember, this is a guy who missed five weeks with a knee injury. I believe it was five weeks earlier in the season. So he goes down holding his knee. You're like, man season's probably over comes off the field goes in the injury tent and did you what was his kind of mood like when you saw him go in the injury tent because you were down there yeah see that was a thing that was odd to me was on the opposite side of the field where I was standing was on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline and from what Deuce was saying on the broadcast he thought it looked like he basically landed on the ball and lost you know his wind you know he got the wind knocked out of him kind of thing Finally did get up, made it over to the you know uh, Saints sideline, went in the injury tent. Of course, there's me lurking, waiting to see what happens. He got out, grabbed his helmet, and ran back to the bench area. So assuming everything was A-OK, and yeah, to me, it never looked like it was a knee issue. I kept thinking it was what Deuce had said. He just had fallen on the ball, gotten the wind knocked out of him, and was able to get back in the game. So to hear now that he was dealing with that is kind of odd to me. Just why would you reinsert him back in the lineup when you have guys like Dwayne Washington or, you know, anybody else, even uh, David Johnson to come in and get some snaps uh, at running back? Well, David Johnson wasn't active. Okay. So, I mean, he may have also fallen on the ball and got the well, wind knocked out of him. Like, loud. More than one thing can be true, but he did. He was clutching his knee when he went to the ground. Like, he had a knee thing going on. Whether he also had the wind knocked out of him, who knows? But, yeah, he went in the injury tent. He came out, and DA says that he was cleared to go back in the game. Medically, he was cleared to go back in the game. You know, and I think I tweeted this at the time. It's great to see Mark back in the game, but I'm not entirely sure he should be back in the game at that point, right? And so – when he's going upfield, and yeah, he had room to go, but just put yourself in his position where his knee is exploding, blinding pain, and he's just like, get me out of here, and he goes out of bounds. So what we find out today, well, Mark Ingram has a slight tear in his ACL. That's a report from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, and so that's going to keep him out three to four weeks, probably ends his season, might end his NFL career, or at least his career with the Saints because he's a free agent after this season. The other interesting thing about that play is – he was on the field because Alvin Kamara's helmet had come off on the previous play. So when right. that happens, you have to come out for at least one snap. And so Mark Ingram is standing over there on the sideline. He is the RB2. The doctors have said he is cleared to go back in the game. So when Alvin comes out, that's the guy you're putting in. You know, I, I can't blame Dennis Allen for that because he doesn't know how Mark Ingram's leg is is torn up right like he just knows what the doctors are telling him and what mark is telling him and so they're both saying yeah i can go back in so he puts him back in there so that's not the criticism i have for dennis allen but i have criticism for the medical staff absolutely right? like this is a guy who just missed four weeks with a knee injury he is 32 years old and he just went down clutching his knee and not only is he clear to go back in the game he's clear to go back in the game within minutes which, like, how could you have possibly done a full, like, 
diagnosis of what is going on. You know, maybe Mark didn't illustrate clearly, you know, what was going on within his knee. I think a lot of these players, they're running on adrenaline and, you know, there might not be the, the most accurate forecaster of like what their knee is going to feel like when they get back in the game. Right. Like, I think that's tough. That's why you have to kind of take it out of their hands at times, like with the concussion protocol, like these guys don't get to, don't get to decide whether they're concussed. Someone else has to decide. And so like that could be part of it, but I need people to understand like being toxic about a guy whose knee just blew up. And I think it was pretty clear what happened at the time. Like he's not just going out of bounds. Like he didn't just lose track of where he was on the field without something else going on. But I do have questions about the medical staff because we've seen this team deal with injuries all year. They have been just beset with them week after week after week. You've seen players struggle with recovery and get ba- getting back on time, right? You've seen setbacks. You've seen Jarvis play through an ankle injury in London that has now limited him for the rest of the season. Like, I have serious questions about how these in-game injuries are handled and how, how the quick rehab is handled. But I think we all need to kind of take a step back and appreciate what Mark Ingram has done for this team and not look at that one play as if that defines him as a player. Because I think he actually played well in that game. Like, we can say, wow, he should have got the first down. I mean, Alvin Kamara ran for, what, 26 yards the entire game? Mark Ingram had seven yards on that play, right? He set up a third and short, and play calling is the issue from that point. Why are you throwing a quick slant to Marquez Callaway, a guy who hasn't even been in the game, on third and one? You know, yeah. But I think it's it's unfair to 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 heap criticism on Mark in that moment. His season's over because he went back on the field, <laughs> right? Like you mentioned it too, and it might be a sad ending to his Saints career. And we saw Drew Brees go out in a similar uninspiring fashion, obviously, as a as a member of the black and gold. His last pass was an interception in that playoff game against the Buccaneers. And what do you know? This might be the last of Mark Ingram in a Saints uniform. His contract is up, like you mentioned. Who knows if they decide to bring him back? Who knows if he's going to come back? He might retire after this season kind of thing. I mean, he's, he's 32 years old, right? Like, yeah. And I'm I, 32 I years old, and I'm not, I'm not playing football, and I'm ready to retire. So. It is frustrating, though, because he is a smart player. You know he's a team guy, uh, someone that is all about doing what's best for the team, And it's just crazy when you see the replay over and over and over again, how close he was to that first down marker. But yeah, you got to imagine what kind of excruciating, mind-numbing pain he had to be in to just completely miss that. And he did put out an apology. He did. He apologized. I'm sure it's eating him up, right? He's had a lot of rough moments this season, you know, and... It's it is tough because you want you expect more out of him. Like you don't expect him to fumble in key situations, and that's the frustrating part. But I don't know. Like we can we can blame Mark Ingram for that loss all we want. There are a lot of reasons you lost that game. Yeah, right. Like there there are a lot of reasons you lost that game, and it wasn't about whether Mark stretched the ball out for a first down at that one point. Like sure, that might have made it a lot easier to win that game, but it doesn't guarantee you win that game. And there were ways to guarantee you win that you won that game and you didn't you chose not to take advantage of them. And that's something I want to talk about more in the next segment of like this just cowardly play calling that the Saints have put out this season. I, I don't Agreed. use that word lightly, but it's true. No. There were moments in that game that, you know, and DA talked about this afterward. It was like, well, we you, when you have a chance to put away Tom Brady and you don't, you know, this is what happens. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't take advantage of the chances to put away Tom Brady. Like that's gonna be more in the analytics discussion, but 
it's just a frustrating, like we're going to pretend that like this was something that you couldn't see coming and it's not. Like this was a very easy thing to see. What's annoying is the Saints probably win that game if Todd Bowles doesn't shut down Tom Brady when he's trying to go for it on fourth and 10 with about what, seven minutes left. Like Tom wanted to go for that. He was standing on the field like, no, we're not punting. And Todd, to his credit, was like, no, Tom, get the fuck over here. We're (laughs) punting this ball. And they won the game because of that. Because I don't think they convert that fourth and 10. That's just a desperation, frustration moment by Tom Brady. And it's funny. You look at that and you see like, okay, this 45-year-old quarterback, the greatest quarterback of all time in terms of winning football games and coming back in those situations. You know, it was this first-year head coach being able to stand up to him and be like, no, Tom, sit the fuck down. (laughs) That won them that game. And it's like you look at the decision-making that happens throughout a game and you see the things that coaches can do to help win games and the things they can do to help lose games. And the Saints – are way too often on the wrong side of that. Yeah, it's been the entire season. Just things have not clicked. They haven't been in sync, on the same page, whatever you want to say. But whatever, the players will always say it's on them because they're the ones on the field. But guess what? It also comes down to the people that are making the decisions and calling the plays for for you on the field as well. So one player who who won't say that it's on him um, because we aren't allowed to talk to him is Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, here's more on Mr. Kamara. Dennis, the last two weeks for Alvin, uh, I think he's averaging just a shade over two yards of carry. Is, is there something limiting him that we might not know about, or is there just the defenses are just keying on him uh, better than maybe you might have expected? Well, look, I think the defenses are keying on him, obviously, but I, I think we've got to – Look, he's a good football player, and we've got to find ways to get him the ball where he can be effective. And so I think that's, you know, that's something that we have to look at as a coaching staff and, and, and the play designs and how we can, how we can get this guy into a, into a position where he can be, you know, effective running the ball, catching the ball. I felt like we had an opportunity down there in the red zone. You know, they, we had a little crossing route to him out of the backfield that, uh, uh, they were in man-to-man coverage. I felt like we had a play there, and their defensive end was able to kind of get a hand on the ball and knock it away. He's right. There was that play down the red zone that like, he probably scores on if you get the ball to him. But, you know, I asked him that question because I was half expecting to hear he got dinged up in the game, and, you know, maybe that slowed him down. But apparently not. Apparently Alvin is Alvin, and they're just unable to take advantage of him. Two weeks in a row. These are his stats. His two-week stats. This is two Full football games. He has 19 rushing attempts for 39 yards. That is just a tick over two yards a carry. He has eight catches on 10 targets for 48 yards. That's it. That's all you got out of Alvin freaking Kamara. Yeah, it's really disappointing. I mean, we had Jim Mora, former Saints head coach, on uh, the other night, and the Cajun Cannon was asking Mora about Mark Ingram, and he just volunteered saying that Alvin Kamara doesn't look the same to him right now. You know, I'm, I'm seeing a difference in Kamara's play recently. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys are or not, but he doesn't and look he, he, he runs out of like the too. guy that I'm used to see, you know, just going, going, going with those runs and really getting smacked around and still on his feet going for every possible yard he can get. I don't see that recently. So I, I don't know what 
if that's a factor or not. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to say guys are quitting, but it looks like he's a little disinterested at the moment. Well, I mean, this is a guy who this whole storyline was, yeah, he stood up in the locker room and said, I'm tired of losing. Right. And I don't know if disinterested, like he's always kind of been this this guy who people would accuse of being disinterested even when he's playing well. So <laughs> it's not like when he's running for 200 yards against the Raiders, it's not like he's running up and down the sidelines going crazy either. So like he is a very even keeled person. You would never know watching him during a game whether he is having the best game of his life or having the type of game he had on Sunday. So in that sense, I'm not going to overanalyze his demeanor. But you look at the numbers. You know, he's actually averaging 3.8 yards a carry, which isn't terrible. But like if you went into this season saying you were going to have this many duds from Alvin Kamara, probably wouldn't have traded that first round pick because you're not winning a lot of games if you don't have a star in Alvin Kamara, right? You only have so many stars on your team. And if Mark Ingram... Two games removed from an MCL injury is out snapping Alvin Kamara. Clearly, something's not right. Like, there's no way that that was your plan going in. And it's even more frustrating by the fact that he's ducking the media and we can't ask him about it. We can't get any information out of it. Someone after the game told me they thought he maybe he was upset about takeoff dying because I guess they they're close. I don't know. But like, maybe, maybe that is the case. I don't know because he is not available for us to ask him about that information. All we see is 12 for 26, a week after seven for 13. Yeah, I thought he was going to have a bust out game against Tampa because of that. Yes, you were very vocal about that. (laughs) I I figured this was going to be, you know, this is when your leaders step up. And that just has, that wasn't the case with Kamara though. It's well, but I appreciate where your head's at though, because like, in logically thinking like, okay, how is this season going to turn around? How are the Saints going to to assert themselves over the last month and a half of the season? And the obvious way would be for Alvin Kamara to get going, right? And this is the game. You really needed to see something out of him, and you just didn't get it. And part yeah. of it's on the play calling. Like, I'm not giving the play calling a pass, but, you know, he should be matchup proof to an extent, right? Like, your star players should be matchup proof. Like, and I know obviously like 200 yards, three touchdowns, whatever. That's a different story. Like, I don't need that. But like, you shouldn't, if you are a star running back and this team is relying on you to be a star, seven for 13 cannot happen. If that is happening, you are not a star running back. You are an average running back who has big games. And that's what he's been this season. An average running back, a majority of the time, who's had a couple really big games. And you could say that about a lot of guys. Alvin is one of them. Yeah, and... Can the Saints suspend him the last four games and say, hey, NFL? I was thinking that today. <laughs> it's like, look, we did this for you. And that, that's just, you know, we're getting ahead of the, the curve here. Can you self-impose the discipline? Man? Like, you know right, what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're better off getting out of the getting this out of the way. <laughs> and, and, and it's frustrating because, like, I am a huge Alvin Kamara fan. I love watching the same, guy play. Absolutely, right. And it's like he's just gone. Like, this isn't that guy. Something's up. But DA says he's fine. So all we have to go on is 12 for 26 and 7 for 13. And the week before that, 12 for 42. The week before that, 8 for 26. The week before that, 9 for 30. It has been five games since he has cracked 42 rushing yards. That's nonsense. That's not Alvin. That's not the guy who went up for like number four overall in like every fantasy draft. Actually, not this year because everyone was like, maybe he gets suspended. But Man, that's just it's just frustrating. And I don't I don't want to hammer on Alvin too much because there's a lot going on with this team that that's not great. But you know, that's just so frustrating when you look back after every week and it's like, where was this guy? Maybe the airhead supply is low. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe he's he's got low blood sugar or something. But that was the thing, too. I remember when Ingram wasn't around, everybody was like, oh, he's upset. He's sad. His buddy's not around. Well, they've been reunited kind of thing. And I mean, they're... they're that was a stupid take at the yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, it's like, you can't look at it as he's moping because, you know, Latavius Murray is the number two guy and it's not Mark. He had 20 touchdowns that season. <laughs> like, what the hell? What a stupid take that was. <laughs> like, he had six touchdowns in one game. He he set records that season. So if he was bummed out, you know, maybe we need to send Mark away again. I don't I, know. I don't know. It, but the, yeah, the boom and zoom has not been doing their their part. Uh, and I would agree, though, that I don't think Ingram's had a terrible year when he's been playing. He's just up there in mileage and years, and he's not the same guy anymore, obviously. The team definitely made a huge mistake not going after a running back in the draft this year, and you would imagine it's going to be something. They have to address it this coming season. Well, so you could say this year. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about since 2017. They've not drafted <laughs> a single running back. Like, and I'm, not, I'm not talking top three rounds. Yeah. I'm talking seventh round. Get a flyer out there. Yeah, I was trying to think of anybody they might have gotten – no, they, the one, they think they, they the one that jumped cute. to mind was was Boston Scott, and they let him go. Did they draft Boston Scott? They did, yeah. He was a seventh round pick. Are you yes, sure sir. he wasn't a UDFA? Now you're making me second guess myself. You might be right. You're right. He was a sixth round pick. I, I am wrong. But yeah, they didn't keep him around. No, let him go. And a you local know who product. has been a really solid player for Absolutely. the Eagles. It's been Boston Scott. Right. Bring back Boston Scott. <laughs> yeah, I, like you just kind of neglected that position and you tried to address it with UDFAs, and that hasn't worked either. But yeah, and no, I, we, we can we can because they've been pretty successful in the past with that. You know, bringing in those. Yeah, when you look at your Chris Ivory. But what have they and, done? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they, they had a run for yeah, a while back, where they, back then. I'm talking about the last yeah, five yeah. years. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think they're willing to sign guys. Like, they like Latavius Murray. They brought back Mark Ingram, so they, they want veteran guys in there. But eh, anyway, we, we don't have to talk about this all day. Let's cut that segment off there, and I want to get into more of the analytics because there are just some questions I have about how this team uses them. And uh, let's 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 take a quick break on Inside Black and Gold. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Follow Steve on Twitter at SteveGellerWWL. You can follow me, too, if you want, at Jeff underscore Nowak. But just know... I'm being very depressed at this time, and I will not be optimistic in any way. Fair warning.